Good morning. It is Wednesday, June 22nd, and you are listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. A really interesting episode today as I'm joined by Army All-American linebacker Andre Carter. Now, I'm sure most have heard of Andre, but in case you haven't, this past season he finished second in the nation in sacks with 15 and a half, only behind Alabama's Will Anderson. He was Army's first AP All-American in 31 years, and he has seen his name floated in the first round of some early 2023 mock drafts, which, if that comes to fruition, he would be Army's first first round pick since 1947. Now, of course, what makes his story so unique and really his future so interesting to follow is that obviously at the military academies, you have to serve right after graduation. There have been instances of draftees being able to defer their required service in order to pursue a career in the NFL, but it's not a guarantee that the deferment is going to be approved. Andre and I discuss his future, how he took the next step on the field last season, and what it's like to play for Army. So I hope everyone enjoys. Here's my conversation with Army All-American Andre Carter. Joining me now on the College Football Daily is Army's All-American linebacker, Andre Carter. He was Army's first AP All-American in 31 years after finishing last season with 15 and a half sacks, second in the country behind Alabama's Will Anderson. Andre, how are you doing? Thanks so much for giving me some time today. I really appreciate it. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. So Andre, before we discuss this past year, this coming year and your future after college, you got to take me into the daily life of Andre Carter, because I would think the obligations you have are very different on a day-to-day basis than a student athlete that's not at a military academy. I'm going to make an assumption that you have a, a lot more than just football and school. So take me through what it's like being an athlete at Army and everything you have to do off the football field. I'm very humbled to be here, proud to represent this academy and on a daily basis, uh, we go to school in the mornings, and then we usually have practice and workouts and everything in the afternoons. Our summer training is stuff that you would typically associate with Army activities, we usually do in the summertime. So I actually just got back from Fort Campbell, uh, where I shadowed an infantry lieutenant for two weeks down there in Kentucky. So why did you initially choose Army? Because look, I'm sure you already know this. It's a choice not many people would make. What pushed you to not only wanting to play football at West Point, but to want to serve our country upon graduation, regardless of how your football career ended up going? I actually learned about West Point when I started getting recruited for football. My parents, they started telling me a lot of things about how good of an opportunity it was. And when I started to look into it, the positives were just too too good to pass up on. An opportunity to serve this country, get a great education, one of the best in the world, and then also uh, play Division One football is something that I want to do my whole life. So all those things put together really made it a great fit for me to come here. And so I want to ask about last season, because the jump you took from 2020 to 2021, it was astronomical. One sack in 2020 to 15 and a half last year, four forced fumbles last season, 44 total tackles. You really vaulted yourself into a position now where your name's being discussed in the first round of 2023 mock drafts. What clicked for you last year? Because the jump you took was really something special. And and for those who don't follow Army football, you, you kind of came out of nowhere to become one of the most dominant defenders in college football. Uh, yeah, I think just getting more confidence and more reps. Becoming a full-time starter was huge for me. My sophomore year, I only started two games. So it's kind of hard to get things going when you're only going in on third down in obvious passing situations. So becoming a full-time starter, getting more confident in myself and what I was doing in the defense definitely helped out a lot. And then um, just all my teammates, uh, we really play off each other well. And uh, that enables to have success as a defense. What you do in your military training, how does that help you on the football field and vice versa? You know, how does what you do on the football field help in your military obligations at Army? You know, how do they kind of connect and collaborate with one another? Uh, First, I'll go off how the military, I'd say, helps us on the football field. You know, me and my teammates, we've gone through a lot together 
every summer we're doing some type of summer training all the way from our freshman year till now. And so we just built a, a bond that really can't be broken. And um, those are my brothers for life. And I think that really helps us on the football team or on the football field when we may be down or losing in the game. We know that we got each other's backs and we can always – it's never as bad as it seems. It could always – I kind of think as always could be worse. So I'm always grateful we get those opportunities to play on Saturday. And then football definitely helps, I would say, with being in the military just because you need to be – a lot of stuff I feel like translate, the teamwork, the camaraderie. You have to be physically fit. And you have to – just like on defense, you have a certain assignment or certain role, you have that in the military as well. So you got to do your job so you don't let your fellow brothers and sisters down out there. And now at Army – Offensively, and obviously you're uh, you, you're on defense, but offensively, Army one of the few remaining schools that runs the triple option. It's an offense, like I said, that that not many run. It's an offense that's, I guess, kind of being phased out of college football. Obviously, most schools go with spread, air raid, high flying passing attacks, but obviously Army doesn't. So, what is it like just being on the sidelines watching an, an offense like that? And how does playing against it in practice? And how does kind of seeing it from a defensive perspective kind of help you on the field? That's a great question. Um, I would say that going to Army and us running the triple option is very helpful for our defense just because we're not on the field as much as some other schools that play against. They play like a, a all-passing, air-raid, spread offense like that. Our offense holds the ball for the majority of the game. So when we're in there, we're normally usually rested and feeling a lot fresher than we would if we were just uh, constantly getting three and outs and not taking much time off the clock. So it definitely helps us in that aspect. And then also going against us, going against it in practice helps against conventional too, because uh, specifically as like a D lineman to be successful against our offense, you got to stay so much lower. You got to be so much lower than you normally do against a traditional offense. So just having that practice and reps of staying extremely low, I think helps us uh, defend the run against conventional teams. We'll hear more from Army All-American linebacker Andre Carter when we come back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joined by Army All-American linebacker Andre Carter. So Andre, I mentioned before you're being talked about as a potential first round pick in 2023 mock drafts. You'd be the first or you'd be the highest drafted Black Knight since 1947 and the first first round pick since that same season when Glenn Davis and Tex Coulter were picked second and seventh overall. That's got to be pretty cool to hear. And I'm sure really rewarding for you because you were under recruited. You didn't have the the big offers coming out of high school. So to be under the radar yet make the splash that you have, I got to think that's got to be really special for you and really rewarding to see every Everything you've accomplished so far in your college football career? I'm definitely blessed to be in the position I am um, and have the season that I had last year, but I don't really put too much stock into the buzz and the mock drafts going around. I feel like there's still, there's definitely still a lot more that I need to do and a lot more that I need to do before I get to the, hopefully play at the next level. And so I just kind of look at it as a lot of mock drafts are usually wrong and a lot of stuff can change between now and then. So I don't get, I don't want to get too focused on uh, stuff like that. I'm just trying to stay focused and continue to be the best player that I can be for myself and for my teammates. And have you talked to Coach Munkin at all about kind of putting all that outside noise to the side and not focusing on it and making sure that you're focused, like you said, on completing your goals for this coming season? You know, how has he kind of helped you balance that and make sure that, you know, it doesn't it doesn't overwhelm you at all? 
Coach Munkin is a very serious, serious individual when it comes to football. So uh, he doesn't even really allow for stuff like that to happen. And I would never, you know, say something like that to Coach Munkin. Um, and he's kind of set the tone from when I got here as a freshman that uh, you're never as, like you're never as good as you think. And you always just got to keep working to uh, get better and try to win games because uh, he always talks about how hard it is to win games at this level. And if you get too wrapped up in what you did in the past, um, that's not going to help you for the next next thing you got to do. So now, obviously, by choosing Army West Point upon graduation, there's a required military service. It's been deferred in the past for NFL draftees from the service academies. That's look, it's not necessarily a guarantee. There have been instances of requests being denied. So first off, have you spoken to Coach Munkin and I guess any necessary personnel about that possibility, considering the likelihood of you getting drafted, at least as of right now, is, is pretty high? Uh, no, I actually haven't spoken to uh, anyone about that. I'm just focused right now on fulfilling my duties as a cadet, doing good in all my classes, and then going out there and playing with my brothers on the field. And I, I haven't spoken uh, to anyone about that. I'm just trying to take it one day at a time and just keep getting better day by day. But, you know, knowing where you could get drafted, and, and again, obviously, mock drafts, like you said, mock drafts are usually wrong. And if you look at a 2022 mock draft from back in 2021, it certainly wouldn't look like what the 2022 NFL draft actually was. But how do you, I guess, separate the thoughts of your future from the preparation for the 2022 season? Because look, no one would blame you, especially with military obligation looming, from thinking about what's next upon graduation. I think it's easier here to not get kind of caught up in that stuff just with how kind of like how packed the schedules are. And I really don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm just trying to stay focused. Like I just got out of class 10 minutes ago and then I'm going to go up to the uh, stadium and work out and uh, have meetings and stuff like that. So uh, I'm really just not even not really worrying about that right now. And I'm just trying to do what I need to do as a cadet and as a football player. So Andre, a couple more for you, and I want to jump back to the football field. So you went from relatively unknown in the college football landscape to a star. And now when offensive coordinators game plan for Army, they're going to do what they can to make sure that you don't beat them. Whether that's double teams or teams just running plays away from you, their offensive mindset is going to change. But does your mindset change at all, knowing that you're going to be an offensive coordinator's top priority? And how do you take the next step this coming season, knowing that the challenges thrown your way on the field are going to be even greater than they were last year and the year before? It doesn't change my mindset at all. I'm kind of just... Uh, we got a great defensive coordinator and a great defensive staff, Coach Woody and um, all the position coaches. So I know that they're working and they're going to put us in the best uh, position to succeed. Double teams or stuff like that do happen. That'll just open it up for another person to make the play. And at the end of the day, we're trying to win games. So really just focused on uh, following the plan that the coaches put in place for us and execute. I'm going to ask you to kind of critique yourself. Where do you think you need to improve most in order to take those 15 and a half sacks from last year and make it 20 and a half? I would say I definitely want to work on uh, my conditioning. There were some points during some of the games last season where uh, you get into a hurry up situation or some teams like to go fast and I would have to come out the game and then go back in. I think I definitely want to be able to stay on the field the whole time, but at the same time, I don't want to be kind of saving energy. I want to be able to give 100% every play. So if I do have to come out, I do have to come out. But if I don't have to come out, I can still give that same energy. That's something that I would like to like to improve on. So Andre, I'll leave you with this one. I've been lucky enough 
to have experienced Army football on a fall Saturday. And the atmosphere, I think, is, is really second to none. I think it's something that should be on every college football fan's bucket list. But that atmosphere and the history surrounding Army West Point is something you get to experience every day. What has it meant to you to put on that uniform to represent Army and not to sound cliche, but to, to really fight for something that's bigger than yourself? Uh, it's definitely an honor. I'm very blessed to be able to go to this academy and uh, represent the men and women of the Army in the United States. And so just playing out there on Saturdays is extremely, extremely humbling experience. And sometimes it's easy to get caught up uh, being a cadet here and the monotony of the day-to-day life of all, like grinding nonstop. And I really try to I really try to remind myself that of the position I'm in and not to take it for granted because a lot of people want to be in my position and I just want to make the most of the opportunity that I've been given uh, here at the Academy. The Black Knights open up the season at Coastal Carolina on September 3rd. Andre, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate the time and we wish you and the team best of luck this year. Thank you. Thanks for having me. A big thanks to Army All-American linebacker Andre Carter for joining me on the podcast. Really a special season for him in 2021, and even though offensive coordinators will put more of a focus on him in 2022, he seems ready for the challenge as he looks to become the Black Knights' first first first-round pick since 1947. So for Andre Carter, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you again on Friday.